Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of my just-released third book in this trilogy that I was told I would write 20 years before, even before the thought was a reality for me. The name of the book is A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights for Global Awakening, which shares new ways to perceive the challenges of 2020 and modern-day life and begin to self-investigate, manage our emotions, and live life as the spiritual beings we are in search of remembering hope and love. And I am delighted to welcome John J. Murphy, author of Miracle-Minded Manager, who will share with listeners that we can be hurt by nothing but our thoughts and our fears until we surrender the ego to a higher power. And we can succeed in everything in our life, in relationships, in family, at work, at, at free, during free time, we can succeed with the right attitude. Hello, John, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. Hi, Cheryl. Great to be back. Yes, it is. John, as listeners have come to expect over the years, my esteemed guests and I, well, we try to share intimate experiences and insights into the true nature of human and divine or spiritual or metaphysical laws of creative and energetic life as we try to learn to recognize our inner and outer world influences and, and can then better self-investigate and self-master emotions. We have to feel all the emotions from the, the low vibrational to the higher emotions of joy and bliss and positivity and love. So we may better deal with stress and challenges and improve health, relationships, and explore this beautiful world with the least of fear and friction. This takes an understanding that we are more than our physical bodies and that energy of thought and action create much of what we are experiencing. In today's episode of Healing from Within, John J. Murphy, who is a global business consultant, spiritual mystic author, and founder and CEO of Venture Management Consultant, a graduate of University of Notre Dame and University of Michigan's Human Resource Executive Program, and a former quarterback for Notre Dame, so we can see that he clearly, you clearly are a Vitruvian man, <laughs> and you function in all aspects of life, business, spirituality, sports, and continue to shine light on all matters that really matter. So, John, I... I do? Yes, you do. A, a Vitruvian <laughs> man. There, there, that's what we all want to aim for, by the way. I, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, maybe a place, maybe an event that may have signaled to them or others the goals or interests or work or lifestyle that they would pursue in adulthood. Because I believe we come in with a plan, a destiny within us, and we, we're looking for it and we want to find it. So tell us what comes to mind. Well, I'll open by saying I was born on Friday the 13th, and uh, my last name is Murphy, as in Murphy's Law. If anything can go wrong, it will. 
And by the age of three, I had two near-death experiences, so I was not off to a great start. <laughs> That's okay. But, That's okay. Those yeah. challenges make us uh, rediscover how wonderful and magnificent our soul life really is. That's okay. Go on. That's right. And I grew up in the Catholic faith, going to church every week, and reciting a mantra that I always wondered about. The, one of the mantras in the faith is that I'm not worthy. So you can imagine, Carol, a, a child who's almost killed himself twice accidentally oh. and is seems ridden with bad luck, hearing himself say every week, I'm not worthy. So my intuition, to get back to your original question, my intuition said that's not right. Absolutely not right, no. Yeah. Yeah. Why would God create someone who isn't worthy? I don't understand that. So I, you know, my intuition spoke very clearly to me. And as a child, I was very artistic and highly intuitive. And so I remember over and over and over again drawing a picture of Jesus on the cross as if I was at his feet. Mm. And I, I wondered where that came from. It, it felt like I was there. And, uh, and perhaps you I, were. I just, Our souls have many lives. And, yeah, perhaps yeah. you were. It, it, it really felt like I, I was there. So Jesus became a, a major role model in my life. And, uh, you know, I've done it, uh, what I can to model myself after his teachings of forgiveness, yes. most importantly, and his, his teachings of unconditional love. And his, 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 his teachings of belief, you know, he always asked anyone that he came upon who was ill or, or in trouble, do you believe? Are, you know, are you a believer? Do you believe? And I think that's so profound because deep down in our subconscious minds, we are loaded with doubts. Mm. I know I was. Of course, self-doubt, yeah. fear, all, 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 you know, we've been conditioned by the society and our familiar and teachers and their, and their, what they think is right. It, it, we've been brainwashed, <laughs> mind-washed, so to put it. And we have to find the truth about our being within our heart and our connection to spirit. And I think that's what Jesus was here to show people, the powerful essence of their soul life that was eternal. Now, I was a skeptic. I, I always believed there was more. I studied philosophy and religion and literature, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. And I'm a Reiki energy practitioner. I studied uh, Japanese Reiki, but I'm a yeah. but I'm a spiritual healer. And Jesus is one of my mentors. And what he taught his disciples to do with healing, we all can do. Remember when he said, "What I do, you shall do, and more." It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, even the least it, among you. No, <laughs> even the least among you. And so I have found this in the last 25 years. Before that, I, I was seeking and searching for the truth, the truth of who we are and where we come from. Uh, but it took my own experiences and challenges to really let myself surrender to the beauty of my soul life. And uh, I wasn't taught it. And even right. religion doesn't really teach that they teach structure and they teach stories but they don't teach that you have to have your own experiences and trust your intuition and uh, 
meditate, pray, connect to higher spirit, because we can all do that. But you wrote... Well, religion teaches us, yeah. right, religion teaches us to worship somebody else right. who had the experience, whether it's Jesus or Buddha. Right. Spirituality is having our own personal experience. Yes. That's how I differentiate the two. And, you know, and, and I, anyway, I do also. I do also. Religion yeah. means, religion means, well, they're seeking the same answers. How to, how to live in a, a love-based society and conquer fears and, uh, you know, limitations of our childhood where we were given many of those fears. As you said, that mantra that you were repeating was deadly, deadly to your, your progress as a human being and as a soul. But you discovered it, and you you went beyond it, which is what we all need to do. But you wrote, like any human being growing up, I was frequently anxious and stressed about, oh, one thing or another. And I remember when I was giving a speech in my high school, I was so nervous I almost got sick. By the way, I was the same way. Sensitive people like us are that way, but we still produce. The same was true before stepping onto the football field as a quarterback both in high school and at Notre Dame. Growing up in a Catholic family, I was taught about faith, but what I learned later is that one cannot have true faith and be afraid at the same time. Faith does not come and go. It is a complete thought system, as is fear. In retrospect, I thought I had faith, but it was an illusion. And I just love that because that's the truth. When you have faith, the fear leaves and nothing can take it away from you. You hold on to that like a balloon that wants to escape into the air. <laughs> you take that string and you pull it back to yourself and you hold it. So I love that you wrote that. But let's fast forward. How did you begin to think about, really, the self-imposed states of mind and the ego-based reality that often hurt us and limit us and and begin to see your way out of the box. Yeah, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a big reader and, and a researcher. I, you know, my, I started my practice 32 years ago, and I was a self-help junkie, so to speak, getting started. Still am in, in many ways, always looking for new insights, new learnings. And, you know, for the first 25 years or so, um, 20, 20 at least, I was, I was in the fear-based box. I was in the ego box, um, driven to not fail. And, um, I, but I, I was reading a lot of, of, of spiritual teachers and I kept coming across different teachings. I, I, I was a great, studier, if you will, of the Buddha and, and Lao Tzu and the Tao, mm. along with you know, Jesus' teachings. Um, and I came across A Course in Miracles uh, repeatedly, reference to it. You know, Wayne Dyer talked about it, Deepak Chopra talked about it, Dr. David Hawkins talked about it, um, Eckhart Tolle, Marianne Williamson, of course, different people. And I thought, what, what is A Course in Miracles? I, I didn't know it. And so I looked into it and... and uh, I've now taken it four times. It's a it's a year long course, uh, one mantra per day, uh, per day for a year, and uh, it it really awakened me, if you will, to the idea and the understanding that you can step out of the ego fear based mindset or paradigm or box completely, 
that's when you used the term surrender earlier today, we often surrender it when we've completely given up and we're just, you know, the ego can't solve our problems for us. I like to say you can't solve problems effectively inside a box when it's the box that's the problem. So as long as we're inside that ego fear-based mindset and that dualistic perspective, right, wrong, us, them, win, lose, we're, we're, we're not really solving the problem because the problem is the whole thought, thought system. So A Course in Miracles helped me essentially delete all that programming and, and adopt an entirely new box, a, a new, new paradigm, a new thought system, that being the faith with the capital F, faith system. Yes, and, and, this and that was the true yeah, system. Yeah, before you were in what we would say illusion or a false system. Absolutely. You, you, yeah. you, found, you, you, you found through A Course in Miracles, and I have read it. I, I haven't studied, but I have read it. Actually, a client of mine many years ago gave it to me. She brought it in for me. She was a student of mine, and she brought it in for me. So when we're meant to find things, one way or another, we do. Right? So, so you. Yeah, it's funny because it's funny, Cheryl, because I had been hearing about it, reading about it through other people, and one day I came home from a, a an overseas consulting assignment, and an invitation to a course in miracles was in my mail, was in my stack of mail. Yes. So I just laughed. Well, that's how thought, it hey, works. It. That's that's how it works. <laughs> We're guided and led by spirit, by angels, by uh, teachers. Uh, by loved ones, <clears throat> you know, relatives who have passed, and by God. And we are led yeah. to what is part of our journey. So nothing is random. Yeah, we've come into this world with an agenda, let's say, but a good agenda. And by the way, when I said surrender before, many years ago when I started this work, a medium said to me, you have to learn to let go and surrender. And I said, well, I would never surrender because I don't quit. I stay with something till it's accomplished. But she didn't mean that. I have learned over time. Surrender means to know who you are as a spiritual being, to know that you are within God and God is within you. And you really can't control almost anything in your life. You have to allow it to unfold and make the best choices possible to improve yourself and other people's lives and that's what surrender means to me. It doesn't mean to quit or give up. It means to know myself and others as divine energy. <clears throat> you know, capable. Well, you have, capable. To, yeah, you, you have to. You have to surrender the thought system that is telling you not to surrender. Oh yes. That's oh yes. Paradise. Yes. Yes, that is true. We have to. Div- that's the ego. Yes. The ego will never let you surrender. The ego says fight and win and don't give up at any cost. That's all the ego talking. It's that dualistic, right, wrong, us, them perspective. When you let go of that fear-based dualistic thought system, which it says don't ever let go. That's the that's the challenge. Yes. When you let that go and you surrender your false identity, which is the ego, you surrender that illusion of yourself that the ego has created, then a complete transformation takes place. Right. And you experience life in a, a truly different way. That's the miracle-minded manager. You know, that's what I mean by that. It's, and in, in the story in the, that I tell, you have, you have a chance to witness this transformation from a man 
who is reluctant to surrender that ego, of course. He's the president of a big company, and he's successful, if you will, on paper. But as you get into the story, you know he's got a lot of stress and a lot of challenges and, uh, and issues with his family, etc. But he finds, he's, you know, he's a, he's a, yeah, he finds his way. He finds his way. That's he it. opens himself up. He allows himself uh, to accept change. And you have a quote here from E.F. Schumacher uh, that suggests that the problems in corporations or government or families uh, might be looked at a different way. And the quote is this, any intelligent fool can make things bigger and more complex. It takes a touch of genius and a lot of courage to move in the opposite direction. We need to simplify and these people keep th making things bigger and bigger, so it makes sense to yeah. me. So this is also like part of surrender. You see, that we may be moving in the wrong direction and thinking we have to have this and do that and be this. Other people expect this from us. And that causes a lot of apathy and grief and sorrow, a sense of hopelessness and despair, because we've been conditioned to fake it, maybe fake, sure. fake it till we make it. Yeah, so I love that quote yeah. because that's part well, we of come, what yeah, we're we trying come, to do. Yeah, we come to believe that we don't have enough time to do important things, which is an illusion because we all have the same amount of time. Yeah. But when we clutter up our time with a lot of complications and a lot of things that really aren't necessary, we, 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 we think we don't have enough time but it's like having a closet full of a bunch of stuff that you don't really need right. we think we need more closet space no we don't <laughs> no we don't <laughs> because, because beyond this time and place where we wear a watch and we're so busy 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 there is no time and space in the infinite universe and dimension of life beyond here you can be in the past present or future they merge all together in spiritual energy and I have learned that as a medium because I pick up things from people's past. I pick up things from now, today. And I pick up things that haven't happened yet. And I can't control it. It comes the way it comes. But I find for my client, they always receive the information that they need at that moment in time to understand themselves better and to, to understand their life plan and to find uh, more peace and happiness and to let, yes. let go of some of it. So, so that's what I, I have found. Now let's go on to how are we the solution to our own problems and how can we begin to think differently? And, you know, I keep remembering when I was younger, my dad always would say to me, you are your own worst enemy. And I, I didn't understand it then, but I do now. So tell us something about that. Yeah, I use the phrase, we, we have a tendency to get in our own way. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so we, you know, the real secret to flow into the Tao, to the great mm -hmm. current of life, is to get out of our own way. In other words, to let go of resistance. So we don't even realize we're doing this, Cheryl, but most people are going through life with the brakes on. Mm. That's fear-based thinking, you know. But you wouldn't drive your car with the, the brakes on all the time. It's not efficient. It's, it's not safe. It's, it's not economical. But 
if we look at life, why are we afraid of so many things? And it's just a projection of the mind that something in the future is going to go wrong. That's what triggers stress and anxiety. If the mind is not present, it's thinking about something that could go wrong. And so that triggers our hormonal system, and all of a sudden our body is our heart rate's picking up and the cortisol and the adrenaline are flowing, the, you know, the stress hormones. And so we think it's real. Not, so not, I, not only that, but it can create health problems if we don't, if we don't alert, learn to relax into our fear. Relax into it. And then it's not fear anymore. Yeah. Then it becomes an opportunity to create something you truly want. But, of course, we will... will all of us at some point experience challenges. Some of it will not be so pleasant. That's the nature of human life, the fragile nature of human life. But it's okay. You see, we don't have to be afraid. If we hold our faith and we trust in God and the plan and that there is eternal life, then we just roll with every punch and, and, and smile through it to the best of our ability and we and we create and we create the best life possible for this journey that we have chosen for ourselves, right? That's right, and we yes, and we learn from it. Yes. I like to also you know remind people that there is no problem without a solution. There are two sides to the same coin, so it's important to think about what do I tend to think about more: the problem or the solution. Now, most people are thinking about the problem. Right. For example, this coronavirus. You know, they're thinking about the virus and, uh-oh, all the things that could go wrong. And what happens if I get sick? Or what happens if my mom or my dad or my child gets sick? And, oh, no, what about... And that's the wrong you know, thing work? to do. Because when you fear something, you bring it to yourself. You bring that energy to you. If you go about living sure, and think you're in a fit and healthy body, even if you get the illness, you will be able to fight it off probably if it's not your destiny you know we have a time to come and a time to leave this life it's it, it is written in stone in a way and what we have to do is appreciate each day and appreciate the people and appreciate our work and our our free time and our travels and and everything that's good in our life but we have to understand that we can also have challenging events and still not bring the fear in, still maybe surrender it, maybe allow it, maybe relax into the fear, and that will help us go beyond it into something healthy again. So for those people out there who have the disease, I want to say to you, ask for help from spirit, do everything you can, follow the medical advice, and don't be afraid. Just relax into the fear and expect yourself to be in a fit and healthy body soon. And if that's your destiny, that's what will happen, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I would add, I would add, use your mind yes. to imagine and visualize yourself healing. Good. So it, the mind is very powerful. Mm. You know, I you mentioned earlier that I played football at Notre Dame. Well, I was told that in high school I'd never play football again because I ran my foot through a lawnmower and <gasps> tore it apart and oh. spent a week in the hospital. And, you know, a renowned orthopedic surgeon told me I'd never play football again. He did the best he could with his team, a couple of different surgeries, 10 hours in the operating room, and, uh, you know, stitching my, wiring my foot back together, things like that. And 
You know what? Two years later, Cheryl, I was playing at Notre Dame. So Wait, because your mind, because mind. You, it was your destiny and your soul wanted it and your mind helped you heal. Yes, that's very true. People shouldn't give judgments like that. Medical people shouldn't give well, judgments because there are always yeah. miracles and there are healings. And sometimes you find yourself with someone who will help you think a different way, and that's a healing in itself. So, yeah, thank you for telling that story because that gives hope to people who have been told something they don't like. And you don't have to believe what someone else tells you. You have to believe what your own heart and meditation and prayer and connecting to higher energy tells you. That's the truth. Now, let's go on to how can we uncover the root cause of problems using the five whys methodology that you suggest? It's quite good. Yes, the five whys, is a, it's a very popular now business analysis tool. It's been made famous by companies like Toyota. Uh, but the five whys challenges us to drill down five levels deep with the question why whenever we have a problem because most people stop searching after the first or second level of why and they end up making the problem worse. So ingenious solutions are getting down typically to the fifth level of why, four, five, even sixth level, but you don't want to go too deep. It gets a little silly. But you get down to that fourth or fifth level of why and then the lights really come on. I use it for all kinds of things. It's, it's quite amazing. Okay. You know what? Let's think about this for a minute. Very briefly, what would you like readers to take away with them after reading Miracle-Minded Manager and your studies in A Course in Miracles? The book teaches people how to delete stress by getting down to the root cause of stress which is the ego thought system and a projection of something negative onto the future, and that stresses us out. So we learn techniques, including some meditation techniques, to, to delete that which has been we've been trying to cope with or manage yeah, for so a long time. Yes, so in other words, we don't, we don't want to manage. We want to let it go and surrender and have new thought per- patterns that work for us realistically and holistically. I think you're saying that pretty much also. But I want to thank you, John J. Murphy, for sharing lessons to overcome this fear we're talking about and eliminate stress, eliminate it, not manage it, both at work and home, and how to apply the spiritual ideas of A Course in Miracles and the Law of Attraction to Everyday Challenges. To learn more about improving your thoughts and actions and to defeat negative energy and improve health, productivity, and happiness, uh, purchase this book and go to johnjmurphy.org. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, John has shown through a very engaging story of characters, how he was able to recognize his own ego-based negativities and illusions, transforming his thoughts and actions and ultimately finding peace and happiness, improving his professional life, his home life, and all all aspects of his everyday life. John wrote, Now that I know what is really going on in the world energetically, I know I need to release these negative thoughts and hostilities. They do nothing but attract more negativity in my life and weigh me down. And they almost destroyed my relationship with my dad. At least he has the courage to stand up to me and tell me what he really wants. 
life has really changed since I started A Course in Miracles. Or maybe it hasn't, and it just seems to have changed because of my shift in perception. Before A Course in Miracles, everything seemed separate and independent. Life was chaotic, dramatic, and stressful because of all the ups and downs and unfortunate things happening. Now life appears more like a symphony with perfect timing, harmony, and balance. We have day and night, life and death, continuous flow and emergence. Everything is happening for a reason. John and I would have you know we are all here in this physical world to find the spirit and true nature of our magnificent soul inner being and the challenges we face on either random or unnecessary as we each have everything we need to complete our life plan or destiny face those challenges and emerge a happier healthier person with more faith so begin to ask the questions that lead you to know yourself on an intimate level of acceptance forgiveness and surrender rather than resist the world and you are a wondrous miracle I am Cheryl Glick host of healing from within and author of a new life awaits Join me and my esteemed guest on my website, CherylGlick.com, to explore the mysteries within and through the world of science, spirit, metaphysics, medicine, psychology, and ancient realms of life and love. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.